I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. First things first, Russell Westbrook isn't going anywhere, but can he make it work as a Laker next season? Hey, still no Baker trade. Could Baker Mayfield actually be the Browns' week one starter? Toss that around. And who's Draymond Green calling out now on his podcast? Good Wednesday morning, everyone. First things first, Jenna Nick, Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilds, Nick. Just, Dre's getting himself in trouble. There's like a litany of people he's going to be calling out one by one. This podcast is going to go on for a long time. I can see oh, that visions content of how, machine how many people he's calling out. Keeps on churning. Whether you have new takes or not, that is it. That mach- the wheel keeps on spinning. Draymond stuck in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs right. to take a vacation. We'll get to Dre, but guys... First time, long time, we lead with the New York Knicks, one of eight of Wild's favorite teams in the NBA. So the Knicks passed on Kyrie, apparently not passing on Jalen Brunson. They're all in on trying to sign the free agent point guard. They traded Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to Detroit last night in order to clear up cap space. They now can offer Brunson four years, $110 million. Nick Brunson's coming off a breakout season, but $110 million. Is it a good idea or bad idea for the Knicks to go all out for Jalen Brunson? No. Much like the vast majority of their moves since they installed this new regime, it's an awful idea. And I like Jalen Brunson's a fine player, but a Wilds pal Bill Simmons put it perfectly when he called it the saddest sweepstakes ever. The Jalen Brunson sweepstakes. Is Jalen Brunson <laughs> one of the 10 best point guards in basketball? Maybe he's 10th. Yeah, Steph, Joss, CP3, Luka, Dame, Trey, Kyrie, Drew. There's eight guys that are clearly better than him. Nope. What about the young point They're guards? There's DeJounte Murray, SGA, Garland, <laughs> Lamelo and Jalen Brunson. That's five names. He's somewhere in there. So somewhere from nine to fourteen at his own position. Is he one? Is he one of the forty best players in the league? I haven't made the updated list. Maybe he's thirty eighth. Maybe he's forty sixth. He's somewhere in there. So anytime you can. Trade away guys you just signed and draft picks to make sure you can give that guy $25 million a year. You just got to do it. But, Brew, Leon Rose got hired in March of 2020. The Knicks since then have done the following. 
hired Tom Thibodeau. That's going swimmingly at your local AARP club, not necessarily swimmingly in local uh, professional basketball arenas. He then signed Nerland Noel, who we just had to salary dump, Kimball Walker, who we just had to salary dump, Alec Burks, who we just had to salary dump, Taj Gibson, who's still there, Julius Randle, who's borderline untradeable, Evan Fournier, and maybe his best signing, Derrick Rose, who plays the same position as Jalen Brunson. So, yeah, I don't think it's going great for the Knicks, Brew. I don't think that, I know everyone loves Wes and Leon Rose, and it's all part of some CAA masterstroke of, oh, now we have these guys, we're going to get superstars like Jalen Brunson, who we're going to get after hiring okay. his father and whose agent is the son of Leon Rose. So I don't know. I, I I don't feel like it's going that great. I don't feel like it's a great plan, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, look, Nick, you're clearly fair and right to tear apart this regime, but you could have done it with the previous regime and the previous regime oh, yeah. and the previous no, regime. True. I but mean, it, it's, it's just it, it's the Knicks. Well, that's the thing. And they have lost the benefit of the doubt now. When Leon Rose and World Wide West took over, obviously everybody's excited about West. You know, he's a great networker. He knows everybody throughout the league. But this wasn't college basketball. This is more of an even playing ground where other teams have money and offer can offer as much as you can. And, and as much as West's reputation is legitimate, um, I didn't think it would translate necessarily or automatically to being a general manager in the NBA. As far as Leon, people thought, hey, look at Bob Myers, former agent, become has been wonderful yeah. with the uh, Warriors. Rob Palenka, uh, even if you want to rip him, look, it's under his watch, right, that they got LeBron and they got AD and they won. So you could say, hey, former agent, look at what he's done. That's what New York was thinking, and obviously that's not the case. So they've now lost the benefit of the doubt, and the fans don't believe in them. But let me get specifically – to this signing. It's fine. You're right. I don't know. That, I don't think he's top 10. I mean, he might not be top 14, but guess what? Four years, 110 million, $27.5 million per year. That makes him the 14th highest paid point guard in the NBA. I'm fine with that. Okay. Especially since next yeah. summer, it won't ruin the Knicks' chances of having max space to go after other free agents. So, this is fine. You got to fill out a roster. He's okay. He's solid. It's you not a needle mover. You're still in that play-in bottom, you know, 7 to 10 range in the Eastern Conference. But hey, you're not you're not giving him a max. You better not be. Um so this is all no, right. No, Wilds. No. I'm fine with this. We're, we're we're max adjacent and I get it. I am on the Jalen Brunson analysis freeway and i reached a fork in the road broussard and down pessimism street i see nick wright saying you know what the guy's numbers look very similar to cole anthony of the once frisky magic but down positivity street <laughs> i'm looking at a guy who's hmm he's he's a he's a 20 and 7 guy when luca's not there can carry the Mavs when Luka wasn't there. And guess who he plays great with when he's on the floor at the same time? Oh, Donovan Mitchell. When they are teamed up and on the floor at the same time. Now, granted, 
Donovan was playing for the other team. Have we ever but seen that? I think, Broussard, <laughs> that say. speaks. Yeah, we have. We have when he played against the Jazz. That speaks to a chemistry that goes beyond speaks. uniforms. He's When he plays the Jazz, look at him. 28-5-4. and four. So that, that is a sign <laughs> that Donovan and Jalen Brunson can not only coexist, but thrive. This is the first of, of Leon Rose's masterstrokes. Get a solid complementary player like Jalen Brunson, then bring in the superstar. That, that's the plan. He, he's not the superstar. He's the complementary player Truly who has a higher upside because be he does better. Ah, uh, well, you know, no, you know, you know you what those numbers off the say. Fans, wow. it, things go a little south. Brew, tell them what the numbers say. You know what say. those numbers Brew, actually them. say? Yeah, they say Donovan Mitchell, for all his greatness, can't guard. Can't all right, yeah, guard. I mean, how many guards that we've seen light up the Utah Jazz? Jamal Murray. Right. I forgot. Wilds, on I'm, my point guard I'm seeing list. it completely. Jamal Murray was dropping yeah, Wilds, 50 I'm on him, I'm seeing it completely different. Let Jamal Murray, you're right. Fred Van Vliet, not yeah. that he lit up Utah, but yeah. he could be on your list too. Yeah. Yeah, Wilds. This is a sign yeah. that Leon knows and Wes, they're not getting Donovan Mitchell. And you know hey, what? Uh, okay. They should understand no. they're not getting Donovan Mitchell. Wow. He's signed for the next three years at least. And there could be a four. He could be in Utah through 2026, Wilds. They have his contractual rights. All right, we learned with Kyrie that, hey, you can't just, you know, you, you can't just throw away the contracts. They matter. All right, and so they understand they're not getting Donovan Mitchell. That would be two six-one guards, neither of which is you know going to be a tremendous defender. So you really—that what you want? That's what the Knicks are thinking. Let's get two six-one guards, both like the ball in their hands. Um, neither is a terrific three-point shooter. They're solid. No, they know they're not getting Donovan Mitchell. So they went with Donovan Mitchell light, Wilds. That's what they got. They're looking at uh, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett as their big three. Hold on. And then they hope they can get somebody that's better than all of those guys next summer. Well, I mean, it's relative. It's relative. I want to be fair to Jalen in this regard. Jalen's a far tougher more engaged and better defender than Donovan. He is not nearly the offensive yes, player but, okay. Donovan is. Jalen's going to have some limitations because of his size, obviously. But I think Jalen is a good defender. I think he helped the Mavs and helped Luka when they were on the court together in that regard. But Knicks fans, I know you're bing-bonging into my mention saying, Oh, Nick, what about our future draft bounty? Let me be very clear about... So the Knicks have all their own picks which is useful because they're not going to be good. So that's helpful to have your own picks. Here's what else they have. Next year, they will get Dallas's pick. That will be a non-lottery pick. The Detroit and Washington picks that they traded for, which are their only other remaining additional firsts. The best case scenario is the Detroit pick is the 10th pick of the 2027 draft. That is the best it possibly can be due to the protections. The 10th pick in four years, five years. The Washington pick, the best it can be, is the ninth pick in the 2026 draft. And if either of those teams continue to be awful, those turn into second-round picks. So they don't have any extra, oh, my God, 
this is going to be like when the Celtics had that King's unprotected pick that they could dangle in front of people. That's not what this is. So, yes, they do have three additional firsts. None of them will be lottery picks anytime soon, if it ever. But that's fine. Hey, when you're mentioned in the big three, Jenna, when they're doing that, let's not leave out Big Taj. Tibbs is right now running ATOs for Taj as we speak. Can I... Can I recap all that pick stuff if you weren't following along with Nick? Nick's ain't going to be great in the next couple of years. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Let's get to some warrior talk. Did Draymond Green really call out Steph of all people on his podcast? Ooh. Don't want to miss it next. Oh, no. first. Did he? Did he? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't think that team wins another championship if Kevin doesn't come. Now, you may say, oh, yeah, but y'all won the fourth one without Kevin. But there's a gap in there where teams started to figure us out. And, and would, you, would you guys have beat Houston yeah. those, those two years without Kevin? Yeah, we was beating them for sure. <laughs> so, kidding me. That team was never going to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> it just was not going to happen. What about we the, what about the, what about the Cavs then? We would not have beat the Cavs coming back around without Kevin. And here's why. Teams have figured us out. And I personally don't think at that point Steph Curry had figured out I'm going to get a bucket whenever I want to. I don't think he was capable of that yet. I think he was still growing into that. The Draymond podcast tour continues really? wildly entertaining. Really, Some might even say humorous. Maybe even off the mark by a hair or two. Nick, your reaction to Dre's oh comments. God. Oh, God. Listen, man. Content creation, baby. You got to have something to say. And, you know, Skip's on vacation. Stephen A's on vacation. So those guys are off the board. I've apologized for the Andrew Wiggins take. And it's like, oh, boy, media criticism. Uh, there's nothing new here. Uh, why don't I just take a minor shot at Steph Curry? So here's the deal. Uh, Wild, you love when I tell, I don't know if you love or not, but you say you love when I tell tales from my local radio career. Right I after I got my job in Houston, I kept getting invited on local Kansas City podcasts to talk about my exit uh, and talk about my time there. And after I did about the third one, my new boss in Houston called me into his office like, buddy, time to turn the page and you're not helping yourself here. And it's because I just kept rehashing old things and all of a sudden it's like there's new people to take <laughs> shots at and it's like I, I don't want to repeat myself and I'm just hurting myself. 
And Draymond is now in a similar boat where it's like, okay, I have said that my I take my media. He said he takes his media and podcast career as seriously as he takes his basketball career. Those are his words, not mine. Because while I am old media, I don't misquote people. And Brew, if you want to take this media thing seriously, got to create some news. Got to break some news. Right. Got to get some new ground going. And that's what he's doing. Right. Much to the chagrin, I would imagine, of one Steph Curry. As someone pointed out on Twitter, Steph literally said, what are they going to say about me now? And Draymond's like, well, I've got something. You couldn't create your own shot a few years ago, buddy. Uh, you were a good little player, unanimous MVP, NBA champion. Uh, but you needed a real superstar to come in that we could feed the ball to because guys had figured you out. Now, bro, no one had figured out the Warriors offense by figuring out don't guard the guy who shoots threes with a backpack on. Of course, it's not at, had anything to okay. do with the fact that they're playing four on five at times. It was because Steph Curry wasn't in the weight room long enough. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious how this landed at Steph's doorstep. Sure, not great. I'm sure he's used to, you know, Draymond talking a lot. But, I'm, but I don't think it landed great with the newly minted finals MVP, Stephen Kurt. Well, look, I, I'm sure Steph's mature enough to just let it, you know, bounce off his back. I don't think he'll worry about it. But the fact is, Nick, Draymond's not making sense. Okay, you, you said, first of all, you said Steph couldn't create his own shot, to your point. Well, okay, he averaged 30. All right, he was a unanimous MVP that season. It seemed like he could, he was fine, okay? And then, as Drake keeps going on, I don't think we showed it in the clip, he admitted, and he said it before, the Cavaliers in those finals were double-teaming Steph, even when KD was there. Now, why would you need to double-team him if he can't create his own shot? You're not doubling him as he's running around the court, running off screens. You're doubling him when he has the ball. Why? Because he can create his own shot. He had handle back, what, in 2016 as well. So stop it, Dre. You're not making sense. Then he says teams had figured them out. Let's see. They were 73-9. and nine. Best regular season record ever. They beat an Oklahoma City team that was great with Durant and Westbrook. They were up 3-1 on the Cavs. And, Nick, if you remember, they had won all three of those games by double figures by an average overall of 20 points a game. They were destroying the Cavs. And then Draymond gets suspended, and the rest is history. So I don't know if he was just trying to avoid implicating himself, but that was the reality. So I don't believe – and then – we don't, if, even if he thinks teams have figured him out, well, the next year you have Kevin Durant. So you didn't, you don't know if they figured you out because you were an entirely different team. And so look at this graphic. When Steph, when Durant didn't play, when he came, joined the Warriors, they still won 81% of their games when Steph played. They won 61% when KD played without Steph. So I don't see any evidence that they figured him out. Nick, what I see, is they were down 3-1 to a great OKC team that had beaten Kawhi and LaMarcus Aldridge at the height of their powers in San Antonio. And then they lost to a great Cavs team that had LeBron James, Kyrie Irving at the height of their powers, not to mention Kevin Love. So, so it, it would have been tough is what he means. It wouldn't have been 
like teams that figured us out. No, you you weren't head and shoulders above everybody like you were once you got Durant. Okay, well, listen, I I actually don't, Wilds, disagree with some of his analysis because I don't think it was a coincidence that the Warriors were 73-9 and and then coasting through the playoffs and then all of a sudden lost three out of four to OKC after not losing three out of four all year and a couple weeks later lost three straight to the Cavs after not losing three straight in multiple years. I do think there was an element of wearing Steph down and figuring some things out. I don't think Wilds Draymond's analysis is totally wrong. I think it's just unnecessary for a guy who is still on the Warriors, who Kevin Durant is not his teammate and Steph Curry is. It's like Jenna said it in the pre-show meeting, like the advice I got when I was a kid arguing with somebody. You can either be right or you can be happy. You don't always get to be both. And and Draymond might be right about this. And I do respect his basketball IQ. And he did play in the games. So I'll defer to him in that regard. But I just don't know that it was a necessary comment, Wilds. No, it probably wasn't. And I understand that there is an appetite to go over this championship or this little championship run with Kevin Durant, Broussard. And I know this is a tough take to have. But I've been overserved on the Warriors championship. I'm just done. I feel like the waiter comes over <laughs> and is like, can I interest you in more talk about Kevin Durant on the Warriors? I'm like, nah, I, I'm good. I'll, I'll take a check. I, I would rather talk about the the Warriors and KD. This is my point. The Warriors and KD's championship run has 10x the conversation around it as the Bucks championship. It has 50x the conversation around it, then the Raptors championship. And that includes all Drake. Drake doesn't even talk about the Raptors championship. Never mind the bubble championship. The idea that we have to constantly go over an autopsy, the Warriors championship. I'm just, I'm done with it. And I know it doesn't make good fodder during a segment about said championship, but I, I'm, I'm cooked, right. dude. I'm, I'm out on it. I'm sorry. It, it, I, I did not watch it. It doesn't make I good fodder. So what, what you just said doesn't make good fodder. Um, it, it's interesting. That's why we're talking about it, Wilds. And I would say this. I think Draymond's wrong. I think, the, I think the Warriors, like I said, they were blasting that Cavaliers team in the first four games before Draymond's suspension. I think if they come back in 17, they beat the Cavs without Kevin Durant. There's not to disparage him. He was great. He was awesome. Fine. He made them better. But I think they would have beat the Cavs. I think it would have been like San Antonio in 2014, upset the way they let it get away from them a year ago and would have had tunnel vision focused on beating the Cavs, and I think they would have. Then in 2018, remember, Kyrie Irving left. That wasn't the same Cavs team. So I I think they beat – now, I think if Kyrie stays, I think they split the next two years. I think it's 1-1, Cavs get one, Warriors get one. And if with Kyrie leaving in 2018, I think the Warriors beat them that year as well. No question. Kevin Love was your second guy. It would have been the Warriors. Jeff Green. Big Jeff Green playoff run. Earmuffs Wilds. We're going to do this segment one more time. Wrap your head Uh, around that. Uh, I got a question. Get a coffee. Yeah, baby. Good fodder. Fodder, fodder, fodder. Uh, Will Russ and the Lakers find a way to make it work? Looks like Russ is coming back. We discuss next. First things first. Fodder, fodder, fodder. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. As of this morning, love you, buddy. It would appear that the Lakers' big plan to improve upon next year, you know, improve upon their 33 and 49th season where they didn't even make the play-in tournament, is to run it all back. Russell Westbrook yesterday picking up that $47 million player option will return to the Lakers next season. Nick, you buying that Russ and the Lakers can work together? No, of course not. And Harrison Fagan from Silver Screen and Roll got it exactly right because Jovan Buha from The Athletic wrote a story saying the Lakers are trying to shop Russell Westbrook, but they don't want to attach any picks to him. And he said, that's like walking into a restaurant, sitting down and being like, I'm very hungry, I'd like a meal, I will not pay. And then just staring at the waiter. You gonna do anything? <laughs> Make your move, buddy. Like, no, you're not gonna get any food, pal. And so, uh, unless we like take sympathy on you, and I don't think that's gonna happen around the NBA. Here's my issue with the Lakers' refusal to attach a pick to move off a player they clearly don't want. Brew, do the Lakers think they're going to be a bad team in a few years. Are they planning for that? Are they planning that Anthony Davis is going to demand out? They might be like, oh, well, LeBron's not going to be there anymore. That's fine. Then you have a massive amount of cap space. You're the Lakers, and AD is still there. This obsession with, oh, we've got to keep our 2027 or our 2029 pick. You, Anthony Davis is under contract. He's 29 years old. LeBron is either going to be awesome forever or leave, and you're going to have money to sign somebody. The, the I will go back to 2018 just quickly. The Lakers, when they were deciding whether or not to trade Kyrie or where they were going to trade Kyrie, they could have had or the Lakers, the Cavs, pardon me. They could have had Paul George, but the ownership in Cleveland were like, no, we need to plan for our future. So we'll take the package from Boston that comes with the eighth pick. Oh my God, the eighth pick that was Colin Sexton, who they're about to let walk in free agency after a mediocre rookie tenure. Like, try to win right now. And so they're not. And so, no, I don't think it's going to work. That's my short and long answer. Nick, I, I, I think there's some bizarre world that a lot of NBA GMs live in. And when they get together at the All-Star game and everybody's there, they, they, they praise the guys with the picks. So Sam Preston, even though his team is horrible, has all these picks, so everybody's bowing down to say, wow, you got all these first-round picks. And, and um, Rob Polinka doesn't want to embarrass himself in that group by giving up another first-round pick. I'm with you. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying John Wall is what he was six years ago, but I think they should have traded Westbrook to try to get John Wall, put that pick with it, and bring Wall to the Lakers because Wilds no, Nick's right. It will not work. All right? Even if, look, with AD and LeBron healthy, the Lakers are going to be pretty good, and uh, Westbrook won't derail that too much. They could still be a playoff team and maybe make a little bit of noise there. But they can't win the Western Conference as currently constructed. And if Westbrook becomes what they want, a, gr- a defender, 
then he's not going to be Russell Westbrook and it's not a big three. He's just going to be a pretty good role player. But even in his 15th year at age 34, which will be in November Wilds, he's not going to become a great defender. So what are you doing, Lakers? No. No, Wilds, it will not work. Okay. I think it can work. And I've laid out the three things I want Russ to do. And then I went on a deep dive of Russell Westbrook horrible missed jumpers, and I'm going to add a fourth. The three things I wanted Russ to do was, one, not play, you know, amazing defense like Mr. 94 Beat, uh, Patrick Beverly, but just play solid defense and Darvin Ham back me up. Thank you, Then I wanted to be, stop taking threes. It's not even something you have to do. It's just something you have to not do. So that's easy. And I also wanted to become a better free throw shooter. Not all of a sudden better than he ever has been, just back to who he was five years ago when he shot 85%. And then I went down after I had a meeting at the Handsome Men's Club. I spent hours, not joking, hours, watching all the old Russell Westbrook bad shot video. And I'm like looking at the mechanics and I'm like deep into it. I'm like, I'm not a shooting mechanics person. Yeah, that looks weird, but that's how we used to shoot too. He's always had funky mechanics. Then I read a Ramona Shelburne article, Broussard, and it said there was questions around the league of whether uh, Russ's hand was a little bit off or perhaps his eyesight was a little bit off. And it was basically the Lakers responded by saying, no, no, you know, we're always going through the health stuff and we're always checking everything out. But I do think if I was Russ, I'd be like, you know what? Let me head over to Warby Parker real quick and take a, just a, a quick gander at my eyes. So we've seen depth perception issues pop up in different times in the league. And I feel like it's a a storyline that just hasn't been uncovered. Like Evan Fournier talked about post-COVID. He had issues with depth perception as one of the lasting symptoms. On the other side of the ball, Devin Booker liked the bubble. He said it was a shooter's gym because of the depth perception. We saw Jameis go in and get LASIK and say, you know what? I didn't realize I needed it, but I do I want, I, I'm telling you, to become a different I, player. Is there and any the evidence here? Man. No, I don't. The, I am saying just, some of the, the jump shots listen, that you see him miss are so egregious. So, I, there might be something so more off. than, oh, he's nervous of playing in his hometown. That's all I'm saying. So you if think he's me, blind? I would pop over to Warby Parker. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I'm yes, I think they have a chance. Not blind. That make you feel but he was blind. That was a dark horse MVP contender. No, I'm not. Right, what happened to Jameis? Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, Fun exactly, one yesterday yeah. from Wendy. Yes, right. He reported so, Kyrie's opt-in came as a total surprise. Not just a surprise to us, because we were kind of surprised. A surprise to the Brooklyn Nets that they found out when everyone else did. When Kyrie put out his public statement with Shams, Wendy also saying he doesn't know what will become of the relationship between Kyrie and the Nets. Nick, big deal or no big deal? Oh, Jen, I'm really conflicted here. I want to be honest with the audience, as I always do. And my honest opinion is this is a big deal. You can't be finding out what Kyrie's doing via Shams' Twitter account. That's obviously not a functional way to run a franchise, and it doesn't show a great relationship with your second best player. But the reason I'm conflicted is because I want to say no big deal because I want to plant as many seeds and bruise brain as possible so when October rolls around, he does what we know he wants to do. 
Clippers Nets NBA Finals collision course. Like, so I don't want to be too far down on the Nets because I don't want to seed any doubt in Bruce's brain. I want him to be able to root for his two loves to meet with the Larry O'Brien on the line. But because I must be honest, I do think this is a problem, Bru. I don't think this is ideal, and I don't think it shows a great working relationship between Kyrie and the front office. Nick, you need to let the fact that I was right on the Warriors and then right on the Nets, and you were so wrong on the Warriors and the Celtics. You need to let it go. Just let it go. People don't care at this point that I was right and you were wrong. So let the fact that I was right and you were wrong go. Just let it go. Just let it go. They were your third Here's the thing. Let it go, my man. Let it go. All right. They look, you don't have to convince me because it is not a big deal. This is Kyrie. Oh, I mean, yes. is it a surprise? The surprise would have been had he walked in there in a suit and tie, shook, looked Sean Marks in the eye, shook his hand and say, we got a deal, buddy. That would have been the surprise, the professional thing to do. This is no surprise. I'll tell you what was a bigger surprise, though, Wilds. I, Nick, I know you read this, so you know. They were actually discussing and strongly considering a two-year deal and then a four-year deal with incentives. And Kyrie was considering it as well and shot back with a long-term, you know, option or counter-proposal. And so what that tells me is that both Kyrie and the Nets are at least entertaining being together for the long haul. So I think that's the bigger deal here. That this is not just Kyrie, I'll sign it, and I'm out of here. Maybe, but he was entertained and staying long-term, so I think that's a factor, and I think it's a big one, Wilds. Okay, so I'm going to go back to you, Broussard, because I, I, that was in Shams's article that there were different contract offers on the table. What was surprising to me then was how quickly it went from there's different contract offers on the table and it felt like a healthy back and forth, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, We'll do, we'll do the sign and trade. Go, go get it. Did you find like that switcheroo to be shocking? That it was like, yeah, we're in long term. To all of a sudden, like, no, you can walk. No, I think they knew he wasn't gonna get a sign and trade because they knew one, oh, okay. the Lakers had nothing to offer, and bluff. two, nobody else wanted it. Yeah, they just called his bluff. All right, let's move about a half hour away from Brooklyn to the Garden. Talk some Knicks. Should they go all in on Jalen Brunson? Certainly looks like that's their plan. First things first, back after this. Nick, it's okay that Draymond I- Green was on his podcast the other day talking about Kevin Durant's legacy with the Warriors, a topic, I must say, has afforded a ton of real estate to any sports person with a microphone these days. Dre was discussing it with his buddy J.J. Redick when the conversation took a bit of an interesting turn. Take a listen to this. I don't think that team wins another championship if Kevin doesn't come. Now, you may say, oh, yeah, but y'all won the fourth one without Kevin. But there's a gap in there where teams started to figure us out. And, and would, you, would you guys have beat Houston yeah. those, those two years without Kevin? Yeah, we was beating them for sure. <laughs> so, kidding me. That team was never going to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> it just was not going to happen. What about we the, what about the, what about the Cavs time. then? 
We would not have beat the Cavs coming back around without Kevin. And here's why. Teams have figured us out. And I personally don't think at that point Steph Curry had figured out, I'm going to get a bucket whenever I want to. I don't think he was capable of that yet. I think he was still growing into that. Nick, do you agree with Draymond that the Warriors couldn't have beat the Cavs without Durant? Uh, I, I absolutely agree. And it's why I find the count the rings when we're talking about the Jordan-LeBron thing so reductive and so irritating. Because what Draymond Green, who played in those finals, played against LeBron, is saying that if Kevin Durant hadn't chose to go to the Warriors, LeBron would have six titles and Jordan would have six titles. And what Kevin Durant chose to really? do has no impact whatsoever. <laughs> it, yeah, he did, bro. Bro, let me, let me say what I'm going to say what he's before saying. you chime in. I understand. Okay, well, he said they wouldn't have beaten the Cavs. And four plus two is six. So, I, I mean, yes, that is what that is literally what he's saying. He said we would not have beaten the Cavs. We would have beaten the Rockets. I, I we would have lost to the Cavs. Now, you can disagree with him, but that is what he is saying. And I think we all agree Kevin Durant's life choices have no actual impact on who the better basketball player, Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James is, but they have a massive impact on the debate. And as has always been the case for this argument, I simply want a standard set of rules that we all agree to and we all adhere to. Because the last time we had this argument, Brew, you said that I was embarrassing myself because I dared argue that Jordan's career should be Jordan's career. That that I'm going to make the, the crazy contention that when we talk about someone's career, it starts their first game and it ends their last game. You have said that's ridiculous. Now you're getting visibly frustrated by me saying, yeah, I think if not for X, <laughs> really? LeBron would have more titles. But here's the thing. And while you can tell me if I'm wrong, have you heard, I don't know, your entire adult life, maybe up to and including earlier this week on this show, that Jordan would have had more titles if he didn't quit the sport. Akeem won those rings, but Jordan wasn't there for him. So we've done it with Jordan. We have said, now, by the way, Jordan didn't get banned from the sport. Jordan didn't get kicked out. Jordan chose to leave for a year and a half. Now, and then we also, with Jordan, with those one of those two titles, because he lost, we say he was a different player in 95 because he lost to the team that Akeem beat. It, disregarding the fact that the 95 playoffs, Jordan averaged more points, rebounds, assists on a better field goal percentage than he did in the 96 playoffs when they won the title. But we say that wasn't Michael Jordan. Why? Because he didn't play like that? No, he scored 48 in his first playoff game. He scored 38 three separate times against Orlando. But they lost, so it can't be Michael Jordan. So we have no problem, Brew, no problem giving Jordan extra credit for titles. Maybe he would have won if he didn't quit. But Draymond Green saying, yeah, LeBron would have more titles if Kevin Durant didn't make one of the most one-of-one -one decisions in NBA history. You're just sloughing it off before we're even into it. So, yeah, I do think it's interesting. I do think it's intriguing. And I do think there's a different universe where Durant picks any other team in basketball and the title conversation is six LeBron, six Michael, and you Jordan folks have nary a leg to stand. All right, Nick, the proof that I keep whipping you in the MJ-LeBron debates is that you keep finding a way 
to bring it back up again. Draymond Green did not mention LeBron James. He did not mention Michael Jordan. And somehow you've turned this into a GOAT debate. He, he but said since the you Cavs went there, won, let's go the there. Titles. And just, just like you said, you, you are, first of all, I don't believe, I don't think Draymond's right. I think Golden State would have come back in 2017, angry, upset, tunnel vision, focused on beating the Cavs, just okay. like San Antonio did in 2014 against Miami and LeBron, and they would have beat them in 2017. They wiped the floor okay. with the Cavs in the first four games of that series. Up 3-1, won every time, all three games by double figures by yeah. an average of 20 and then points. they lost. What Draymond didn't yeah. say, what he should have said instead of, I, Steph couldn't create his own shot. He wasn't capable of doing that yet. What he should have said is, yeah, we probably wouldn't have beat the Cavs because I probably was going to get suspended because I couldn't control myself each time we played him. I wasn't capable yet of keeping myself from getting suspended okay. doing something silly. That's what he should have yeah. said. And in 2018, to, to assume that the Cavs without Kyrie Irving, that wasn't that great of a team. That was LeBron well, and a Kyrie bunch of spare parts. Kevin Love's okay. Sure. Well, who knows? He but left with Draymond one championship said. when he hit the biggest shot in yeah. NBA history. Well, All right. And so, sure. you know, you don't defer to players ever when they're on the court. Don't start deferring to Draymond now because it matches your argument. Now, now they in eighteen. I'm just saying it's what the he Cavs, said. The Warriors it's what the without KD. Based on. In eighteen, the Warriors without KD would have beat the Cavs without Kyrie. I'm convinced of that. All right, so I'm not. First of all, I'm not sure LeBron would have six rings. But if you want to play the what if game, you know I'm Mr. Facts over feelings. Then let's play what if. What if, you know, to your point, Jordan doesn't retire? I'm not the guy that's running around saying he would have eight rings. But you know what? Since you play that game, I'll play it too. Yeah, Jordan would have eight rings if he never retired, never got rusty because he was working on his, his uh, ground balls and, and catching the ball in the outfield. It don't matter. I'm not into imaginations. All right, but I'll play your game. Let's say Mark Aguirre, no. a legitimate 25-point scorer who averaged 30 points one year with an average of 29 and a half, doesn't go to Detroit to go join Hall of Famers Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars. Jordan probably gets through them in 88 and 89. I mean, really, you want to keep it? Let's say the no, 86 Celtics weren't so talented, weren't so chock full no. of Hall of Famers. Brew, Jordan probably gets through them. Was on that I mean, food. come on, man. Brew, I don't, I'm, I'm giving you, though, let's Tell talk me. about what happened. No. Let's talk. Well, you know, uh, Bruce, I'm not just wait, a ring count guy. A second. I could give you dozens, uh, uh, several reasons I got Bruce. Jordan ahead of LeBron, not well, just Bruce, the six then, Hold on a second. Brew, hold on a second here. First of all, yes, I understand the Pistons got Mark Aguirre, but they gave up Adrian Dantley. And if we want to say that in 86, the Celtics were the only team that would have beat Jordan when he was swept in round one, that's fine. But we, I'm not trying to relitigate that. I'm basing this off what Draymond Green said. You're Draymond trying to Green said that 17 if, the, and 18? If, if Kevin, no, no, Draymond did. Not me. Draymond did. He and didn't I bring up intriguing. this. He didn't bring up LeBron and Jordan. No, no he said the Cavs would have won two more titles. And I am saying I think no, that is fair really. to say. He said they wouldn't have beat him. No. You, you are taking well, that are they, out to the nth degree. Wait. That's what you're doing. 
They got the nth degree. They played in the finals. There was no other series to be played. They are not going to play Kevin, in the Eastern let, Conference. Let, let's Round take two. it. If Kevin Durant isn't with Golden State in those years, he's with OKC. Who's to say OKC would not that. have beaten Golden State and maybe played in the okay, finals maybe. against LeBron? Sure. I mean, sure, I'm maybe. just saying, who's That's to say fine. they wouldn't have beat him in the but second I, round and Houston gets to the finals? Okay, then. And they got to beat, Cavs have to beat Houston. I mean, come on. F fair enough. I mean, I, I would that, take that, this as a, a compliment, argument. actually. That I, you got to keep bringing it I, up. I, I, Brew. Go ahead. Brew, the, the thing is yours. this. We, well, I'm just curious, again, what the rules are. Are we, because because 95, you've stricken from the record. You've stricken it. It doesn't count. No. Jordan didn't lose that year because you've decided that it doesn't count. He lost. Which, Brew, we were just he talking. He lost. Brew. Brew, we, we just talked to Keem versus Shaq. And you said repeatedly the best player in the sport was playing baseball for Akeem's two rings. But he wasn't. He was playing That's baseball true. for one of his two rings. And it, In the, the first see, ring? I said not. for the first so, ring. Again. I said for the first okay. ring. Don't, just don't tell know. me I said something we I just, didn't say. I we said just the first need ring. to know what the rules of the argument are. I just want to know: are we are we allowed to? Are we counting the whole career, and are we also occasionally being like playing what ifs and with winning eight winning. straight or going to all these finals? <laughs> I just don't know because Draymond brings up an interesting point. If KD doesn't go to the Warriors, does LeBron have six? I think he's probably right. Okay, Wiles, that that's was very great. well said. That's great. That was not. We're gonna run this <laughs> yeah. back. Do it again. Much more first things first when we come back.